Bell Dicks. Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge for a fresh new start. Jay Network will bring you there. So let's talk about it when life and on the air. Good morning, everyone. This is Fran Lewis from sunny Westchester, at least for 10 minutes until we're getting 20 inches of snow. And I hope you're having a great day. This is MJ Network in memory of my sister, Marcia Joyce. This is going to be a riot today. It's going to be so much fun. Right now we have one of my favorite people, Marcia Casper-Cook. Hi. I think this is Jim. <laughs> and we have Danny Petrie. And we have Jeff Bond. And that it's got to be Jim Nesbitt, right? Hi. Right? Hey, how are you doing? Sorry, I was dialing in late. Don't worry about it. This is just called Ad-Lib Your Way Through the Day, I think. Anyway, um, this is going to be different because I decided what we should talk about, and we're going to start with Jim. I have your questions in front of me because I don't know where Dick is. Other than in-person signings and conferences, basically there's been a lot of changes in promoting books and marketing, and for someone that reads a couple of million books a week, they're not coming. Um Publishers are not are sending them, but the warehouses are not sending them out. And I'm, I finished 30 books in two weeks, people. And uh, I, fin- I have one more. To, I got Daniel Palmer's <laughs> new one. It's called The Perfect Daughter, and it's scary. And here's Dick. And okay, good. <laughs> Dick, is that you? I'm here, yeah. I'm <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, good. So we're talking about... How do you, your first question, how do you envision changes in creating venues to promote and market your work in the future? And like I just said, my the, the publishing companies claim they're sending the books out, and unless the people in the building, they're doing what they did last time, which is take my books, um, I'm not getting them. So how do, you, yeah. how do you promote your books and market your work, besides the fact that I tell everybody they're wonderful on Facebook? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously there's a lot of changes, but I, you know, I, I, in terms of the, the basic question of changes in venues to promote and marketing in the future, um, yeah. I, I mean, I really think that uh, the pandemic and everything we're going through now has, you know, accelerated a, a trend that, uh, you know, I know, I know you're not happy with Fran, but I believe is that it's the trend of no. the future, which is to to digital. You know, I just think. Uh, uh, I have talked to uh, – I interviewed Ace Atkins uh, recently for the Big Throw magazine, and I tried to get a copy of his new book, and he was like, well, we're not doing print arcs. You know, we're, not, we're just not doing them you know, because of the pandemic. And, uh, and I got that again with, uh, I think, Lisa Gardner recently. You know, everything is coming uh, – everything is coming digital. And I think – I just think – look, I'm a newspaper guy, and I spent my life in journalism, and I, I'm sad to see print journalism, you know – you know, diminishing uh, and 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 news pretty much being uh, uh, distributed, by, you know, on digital. But I, I really do think that I think that's the way publishing is headed. And and that's bad. Uh, and, and I think this and I think this has uh, I think this is just accelerated. And I think with, like with a lot of things, uh, a lot of people aren't going to go back to the way they uh, to the way the way they were. So th- that's that is my my take on it at the moment. Yeah. So what do I do? Yeah, I, I, Dick, I couldn't. I've got a whole bunch of people that are sending me paper, pe- sending me print. Like I just got Iris Johansson in print, and Douglas mm-hmm. Press and Lincoln Child. I finished in print. They said they were going to send PD, but I did get the print. I finished both of them. By the way, you want to read them? I just finished James Scrapando's new book that's coming out in January, and believe it or not, he's going to do an interview with this girl too. But, digital, um, Di- Fran, he's right. No, not digital. digital. Is the way I, it I can't is. do digital. Digital is because you know what, Di- Fran is d- digital. I know. He's right. That's so sad. Mm, sorry. Well, you know <laughs> Digital what? or audio? You, you hate when I say that. Audio. Yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, Jim, what do you do? getting really big. Well, the thing is, I don't think you, uh, you know, I, I, I think Dick is, is spot on. I mean, we're what we're seeing in the business world yeah. uh, in terms of mm-hmm. the pandemic accelerating, uh, you know, the, the, the ridiculous throwback of 
always being in your office at your desk so they can count your nose kind of thing. Uh, we're not going to go. We're we're not going to go back to you know where things were before the pandemic. And I think what we're going to find is people are going to say, hey, you know, that works well. That digital uh, platform works well. Let's just go with that. Uh, I don't see any reason to resume, you know, going back to the the, the old way. Uh, You know, there'll be some exceptions, of course, some folks that, you know, hey, that that person really is an important uh, reviewer that we need Mm -hmm. to keep sending uh, print copies to, but, uh, and I think the way it manifests itself uh, right now is the emphasis on, you know, kind of virtual meetings, virtual signings, virtual, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Uh, I think that's going to continue. Uh, you know, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's something I'm keenly aware of, and I'm scrambling to try and uh, get on, uh, uh, you know, keep keep uh, making appearances on the shows I'm already involved with, but expand that to, you know, other venues so that, uh, you know, I can get, get out, get, get the word out on my books because I can't go to a conference. I can't go to a, 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 you know, a physical book signing. So, you know, you, you, you got to adapt or die. I, I do, do you think, have Zoom you know, on it, your it, phone? It... What? Yeah, there's a, do you have there's Zoom? a lot of, uh, yeah, uh, Zoom uh, and uh, Zoom primarily, uh, but, uh, you know, there's other, there's other formats there's other formats, so uh, you know it's it's. I don't think I think you're going to see a continuation of that. That and, bothers uh, me because I can't read on my computer no matter what. And what's been happening yeah. is a lot of the a lot of the authors are saying we'll send you PDF, and then I send it to my friends at FedEx who secretately print it out for me because they love me. <laughs> but I can't. Yeah. I, I, you know, Fran, Fran audio that. books, audio books. You I can. Do I know I what you do, do because you take notes, and if you That's can right. still do that with an audio book, you can take no, notes. No, it's not the same as having the book in front of me while I'm torturing yeah. somebody for well, an interview. Yeah, but saying, once you read it and you write one. the notes, you don't need it then. No. I mean, once you read it, write the notes, and then you interview the person, then you yeah, don't need the book I anymore. Yeah, but sometimes I like from the book and stuff like that. Well, then you just like you have to learn. Had a quote you're have to learn. Book. You have to learn a new well, thing. What, what, one no, of the no. things that what you know, listen, I'm with you, Fran, oh, and I'm one of these people like I'm sure you are uh, that has you know I have yeah. books all over my house, I have bookshelves, and I don't That's think I'll too. ever stop having you know like wanting books. And I think there's a lot of people, especially older people, who always are going to want that. Uh, but you know I. I'm somebody that, that the one thing I've found about digital books, and I'm not even talking about promoting, I'm just talking about reading them, is, and uh, and Marcia and, and Jim and, and the others probably, you know, have seen this too, uh, is number one, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm researching, I want to find something. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have to page for the book. I do a search, you know, and I'm like, oh, wait, now where was that scene with, uh, with uh, the blonde hooker, you know? Oh, and I put, and I have a blonde hooker oh, in nice. the thing, and it goes right up to it. And the other big thing, and, and, uh, you know, like like Jim and I go to a lot of conferences and stuff together. I used to go, you know, I used to pack books everywhere I went. You know, I'd take tons of books to read while I was traveling. I'd, you know, bring. It, it, now you take, I take my Kindle or my iPad, and I can read, you know, any any book I want. So look, I'm with you, but uh, there, there are advantages uh, to doing it. And uh, I'm surprised you get as many prints as you do because most of the time now I'll get a thing saying, "Oh, go on NetGalley and look at it there." You know, so yeah, I did also. But I can't do that because I can't read on my computer because my eyes start to bother me and they start to tear and well, burn. Well, Fran, but you're not reading like most people don't read like 20 books a week. Right. <laughs> no, that's my, that's, that's my mother's story for making me do that. You know, uh, I know that could be a year for somebody. The book I haven't memorized. So, Danny, what do you do? I'm sorry? What do you do? Do you, do you prefer paper? Do you prefer, how do you market your book? I only read one of yours, but I'm sure I'm going to get more. Oh, you're so sweet. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yours was printed out. Honestly, (laughs) yeah, uh, I'm with you. I like hard books. I like paper books. Um, That's what I order when I order books and take them with me. Um, 
I do. I get everybody's point of view on this. I do see um, there is a big shift, especially the audio books. I've noticed that audio books have um, really been doing well lately, um, and I and I think that's because it is a way for people to enjoy the book, not have to actually get something physical in the mail. Let's say, if it, or you know, publishers don't have to send a ton out; they can kind of give codes for audio books. Um, net galleys big um, and I think the publishers can for art make exceptions and if they're going to do net galley but for somebody like you who reads you know 30 books a week and needs the harder copy they can always print something out if it's not art form at least like a digital form um, a paper form of a um, art for you but the one other thing I have noticed and and I it goes kind of along with what um, Dick and Jim and all were saying is that you know that shift to digital even with my arc or not arc galleys that I read that I have to turn back in they are no longer bound galleys they are digital so even okay. on that I'm now doing digital galleys so you are definitely seeing that shift. I wish I oh, God. I love the paperback, but yeah, you've seen that shift. You know, but it's funny because I got, in the last couple of days, seriously, even on Saturday in the middle of the night on Sunday, can you read this book? And I'm going like, no, we'll find a print copy and send it to you. You will? Yeah. They really want me to read the book. <laughs> I mean, when James Grapando's book showed up the other day, I read it in one day, by the way, um, it's called 20. It's based on a terrorist attack. Do you want to read it? It's scary. Um, I was like, really? And then they said, he wants to do an interview with you in January for half an hour. I go, really? <laughs> I said, okay. But That's not coming. I mean, Matt Coyle's a publisher sent me a book in September, and I, I didn't know. I, I wound up ordering the book and then getting a copy just to make sure I have the interview in two weeks. So, Jeff. What about you? How do you promote your books? And then I have a, a different kind of question that's on my list of who knows what. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I mean, for me, I'm kind of still at the stage where a lot of my promotions I'll, I'll handle myself. I've worked uh, with, uh, publish, with uh, publicists a couple of times. Um, you know, most recently I had uh, the Pine Box Vendetta won the uh, Independent Publishers Press Award, and I had an opportunity to work with a publisher and uh, or a publicist, and it was a little bit of a mixed bag. I think we we sent, ended up doing a lot of outreach and uh, emails, and uh, and didn't have a whole lot of uh, of response. And I think it, it's kind of hard to know who are the folks out there who can really move the needle for you. You know, um, and so for me, a lot of what I do, um, you know, big book bub promotions and things like Robin Reads and and uh, a lot of the promo sites. Uh, you know, my priority right now is just kind of to get my books out in front of a lot of eyeballs and try to start that uh, the kind of word of mouth going. Uh, so that's that's really been the focus of my promotions uh, lately. Well, your real books. Went in two seconds when I told it to the girl in one of the offices that I go to. She just took them all. You see, the problem <laughs> is that I need I need the print book to keep keep the people in my building happy. Right, right, and yeah, yeah. And the, the the print books. I mean, on that topic, it's really interesting. I, mean, I have eight and ten year old yeah. daughters who are voracious readers, um, and they've got Kindles, and it's amazing to see how, you know. You know, of course, they grow up in that world. You know, everybody, you know, the kids are, are quicker to it's catch so on to all those things. But they're just so nimble as far as, you know, the eight-year-old is reading Divergent, and then the next thing I know, she's kind of uh, gone sideways and gotten some of the short stories that they've put out that go with the series, you know, because it was suggested to her and the Kindle, you know, and they can just kind of skip from one to the other, and, uh, and they don't have to wait to go, you know, if Tuesday's library day at school, you know, they don't have to wait to get mm -hmm. a new book. The way that they can zip around and discover new books in a series, but then also, you know, related books that Amazon shows them. Um, of course, it's that a little bit good. scary how much power Amazon has, but right. but um, but. It, but Man, can I can I add to there about the short amazing. stories? Your daughters. Yeah. You know, I had somebody on my show yesterday. They were talking about a lot of times people are writing books. You know, if they write a book, then they write a shorter story in between, so the people that like them are staying with them the whole time while they're writing. So the so if the kids are doing that, that's a good thing. Because 
because then that writer has time to write the next book, but they're not looking for other authors because you give them something to read in the middle of that. This is very true. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize that many people are doing it, but I think a lot of people are doing that now. Even if they're using the same character, like somebody mentioned yesterday, that they kind of, between books, what is the character doing in – in between one book and another, so and right, people right. like that, you know. I guess. Yeah, I, well, I, you, know. you know what, Jeff? If they like true stories, they should read my new one, Sisters. This is short stories growing up in the South Bronx and my sister, and they could skip around because it's just it's so good. I want more kids to read it seriously, and it deals with what I went through in school and why my mother forced me to read so many things. So when you write your next book, people. Are you going to have your characters talk about the current climate we're dealing with? Are you going to include uh, that, that in, in what yeah, you're writing? That's a good here. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. My my, my immediate answer is uh, is no because I've thought about this, and uh, uh-huh. I think one of the reasons one of the reasons is uh, because we we, we I, I think we write fiction as an escapism. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. not the real world. It's it's the, this kind of fantasy world that we're all in. The reader and the and the author. I know I know that's what I do when I when I write, and I don't think we want to we want to deal with like. The, the uh-huh. specific horrendous things going on. Um, the other issue is, I, I think the big question, obviously, will be: is this, is will this pass, and will life maybe not get back to exactly what it was, but something resuming normal? And I think we all, we all just assume and hope at some point that will happen. And if you, and you know, with a book, because there's such a long lead period, if you start writing about the pandemic. In your book right. now, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna seem weird maybe a year from now, whenever when the book comes out, because whatever the situation is, it will be different. And one of the things I learned early on about writing books, and I still do it sometimes, is it's good not to get too dated in your book. When I started writing books, I would write mm-hmm. I'd throw in references to current events and celebrities because I covered that in the media. And then yeah. somebody said to mm-hmm. me like, "Yeah, but like you know, three years later, you know, I I wrote a novel like uh, a number of years ago." that has Donald Trump as a major kind of character in it, but it's yeah. a completely different Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump, yeah. the, you know, the big, the builder, the celebrity. If you read that book now, you, it would just seem weird. And uh, so I, my answer is, is no, uh, but I could see why other people might, might want to do it, but I, I can't see myself as doing it. Yeah, I, I, I hope nobody's going to write a book strictly about the pandemic because I won't review it. I don't want to read it because yeah. I'm finding that the media sometimes, oh, I get on the television, guess what? There's another piece of case of COVID. I don't want to know. Well, no, you I, know I, what I they do on, t- yeah, I, on I TV? I think what, go, ahead. go ahead. On TV, they you know what they do on TV? They have like one or two episodes showing it in yeah. the series, and then they're then they're done with it. But they yeah, show it yeah. at the beginning of the series, and then they yeah. move on because. They're hoping it, you know, we're hoping that it goes away. So they they're acknowledging it, but then they're moving on. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say, I would just say one thing real quickly as a follow up to what I was gonna uh, was that uh, I think it depends on your character too, to some degree. I I interviewed and and I don't mean to name drop here, but I get a chance to interview a lot of big people just like this friend. <laughs> and I and and I asked this question to Ace Atkins, who writes two characters, one of which is uh, uh, the Spencer character, which he took over from Robert Parker, and the other is a lawman in the South. And his answer was he could see doing it with the lawman in the South, but he would never do it with Spencer. So I think to some degree, if you're yeah. gonna do it, it depends on your character. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, that, I, I've got an easy off because I can. You know, since my books are kind of set in the 80s and 90s, right. pandemic hadn't happened yet. So, right. but but <laughs> I, I, I like what Dick, yes. I like what Dick had to say. You know, in terms of being careful with your, you know, references. You know, you want to. In my case, I want to make sure people have a feel for what con, you know, what what era this thing is taking place. But I don't want to have them, you know, make so many references that it sounds it sounds more dated than it really is. I want them to focus on the story. Right. So right. there's a line there. Hey, one thing I do want to mention, and I think this is something that, you know, all of us uh, have got to pay attention to, is with the uh, move toward more, you know, digital, not only digital books, but you know, digital uh, uh, promotions and uh, yeah. and uh, guest appearances. We, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta start paying attention to some of the hardware you've got in your own house. Uh, 
is your audio and is your video um, capabilities are they, you know, up to snuff to where you know you're you're getting a good quality uh, feed to the guys guy whose show you're appearing on, um, you know, so so that so that it, um, you know, it's a question I ask myself because I'm looking at, at like our good friend Baron Bircher's new uh, venture, and it's not surprisingly because of Baron, uh, uh, it's high quality video, high quality audio. And, uh, you know, I immediately wondered, geez, is my little old Apple Airbook uh, camera and, and, uh, and mic pickup enough, you know? Yeah, that's a great great point because, you know, even if you're doing a a Zoom, you know, book with readers, you would want the right equipment and the, you know, even the lighting that you buy a light ring, and that's that's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, you just got to, right, you, you just, you know, you just have to, you know, up your game uh, because that is becoming the primary outlet for you to get, uh, you know, to get known. Um, you know, and I don't think that's going to go away in um, no once we're able to get out and about a little bit more. You know, it's. It's it, you know nothing beats pressing the flesh and being uh, you know mixing it up with uh, with readers, but you know if it's the only game in town until things go back to normal, you better make sure you're muscled up. Yeah. I, I, right. think I, getting, I just got an email today from somebody that said that his book was supposed to come out in September. It's coming out in January, and I have to move it. But Jeff, you said something about children before. So do you find your daughter's buying more books online? Is it children's nonfiction because they're, they're, are they working from home, or do they have to actually go in? Yeah, I mean, our, well, my kids, I live in Michigan here, um, and we, of course, we were home for most of the spring and summer, too. and then we went back in person for about a month, and then we're back out, and now we're back, now we're back in. Yeah. So, but, but even, you know, the, the public libraries here in Michigan, or at least in my town, are not open. I think when you return a book, not they the book for like seven days. So our girls have kind of moved all the way to Kindle, you know, and even to, you know, they're, they're face to face, but the school library, you know, they don't go to a physical library because they're trying to keep their classes sort of siloed. So, um, so yeah, so we've just moved on to all Kindle, you know, so it's all digital for them. And of course, you know, if the next generation is doing it all digital, you, know, you could certainly expect that to, to perpetuate in the, into their adulthood. That's so, sad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sad. I mean, well, I think I think that part's not going to change. I think because the schools, on. you know, I think you know, and kids, they, they, this is how they've learned. You know, they learned very early. They started mm-hmm. four years old. You know, three years old yeah. on a computer. So for them, it's nothing. They don't. They're and and they're having an easier time even wearing masks than all of us. Because they're just, this is what they do now. They pick out their mask and they wear it, you know, where adults go, you know, unfortunately, they're not wearing masks, you know. But the kids, you know, they just, they take it in their stride now because that's how they're growing up. We didn't grow up. I think schools are supposed to wear masks in the school, but the kids have been getting it in school. That's the scary part of that. They go in, they, they have like nine kids in a class, and my nephew's school was closed for three weeks because his teacher had it. Well, and yeah. you, you just you just my, you just don't know anymore. It's it's frightening. Yeah. So I my mean, Dick, you've done virtual you've done Zoom, right? Now. A lot of times. Yeah. How do you do a yeah. Zoom? How do you do a Zoom conference? But can you save the link? Uh, well, <laughs> there's a couple questions here. Have I done Zoom conferences? Yes. Uh, how do I save the link? I'm. Uh, uh, I, I agree I with everything Jim said. I agree with everything Jim said about the. Uh, uh, about how it's important to know all the technical stuff. Um, yeah. Having said that, yeah. you know, for a lot of us, you know, we're, you know, we're we're writers. That's what we do. We're not necessarily technical people, and uh, so it's. Yeah, uh, I, I generally I generally operate by um, by getting somebody else to help me and do it for me. Uh, now, in my case, uh, I have a, uh, I, I, you know, I have a, 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 a well, I have a couple publishers, but the main publisher here in. Uh, in uh, in America is Ocean View, and the staff there, you know, they're very technical savvy, and so they do all that. But I, you know, talking about Zoom, I wanted to bring this up earlier because I thought this was a really good example of some of the pros and cons of doing this. Uh, my book is, you know, the last scoop, the last one. Fran came mm-hmm. out in May, right at the, you know, right in the heat of the beginning of the. 
total lockdown. And um, so in the past, I've always, uh, the past few years, one of my books has come out, I've done a book party at, um, at Mysterious Bookshop here in New York City, which is the big the big mystery place in the, you know, in this area of the country. And, um, you know, uh, uh, and, and that's always been, you know, like a, like a big deal. And uh, I get a lot of people from the media I knew. So generally I can get maybe about 75 people who will show up. You know, you sell books. It's a, it's a big deal. So I was kind of upset because we obviously couldn't do that this year. The people at Ocean View, they figured out a way to work with Mysterious, and they organized a virtual Zoom book party. Now you think about it, you go, well, that's not all that interesting, is it? Well, I wound up getting 350 people showing up on Zoom. Wow. And the reason wow. that it was well, – but the reason it's so many is the concept of Zoom, which is like – like Jim Nesbitt, who's in uh, Alabama, can come to my book party, which he couldn't right. come if it yes. was in New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, yeah. Marsha, mm-hmm. you could come. Yeah. You know, I, and you know, I had people, um, I had people, you know, that I knew in California. So you know, it 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 it, it is kind of amazing that I had a bigger book party uh, on virtual than I did in person. Now, the other side mm-hmm. of that, unfortunately, I think is. You know, you miss the person to person, and you don't really know. Yeah. Like, I don't really know exactly how many books I sold. So, words, if you go to a book party, you know how it goes. They have an estimate that it's about, uh, I think, forty or fifty percent of people who show up at a book signing will actually buy the book. That's what the bookstores say. But you can see it. You know, you sit there after you've given your little talk, and you see a line of people, and you sign their books, and you know who bought the book, and it's like fine. When you do the virtual, I could have had. 12 people buy the book. I could have had 120. You know, you don't really know because yeah. of the of the virtual yeah. nature. So uh, I've done a lot of it. I've done it with some bookstores. I've done it with other events. Uh, I've uh-huh. done – I did a, a Zoom panel at Thriller Fest, which, you know, was done kind of virtually this year. Um, there is – I probably have done more promotion for my book this year because of Zoom than I've ever done before. But, you know, it, it, it isn't the same. I haven't gone to the conferences. I haven't met people. I haven't signed their books. So uh, I, just, I just find there's a lot of, a lot of pros, pros and cons to it. But we all have to do – we all have to make the best of it that we can. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't, and you yeah, don't think it's going to change? You know, that, books, that, that book thing, you, uh, you know, your, your virtual uh, uh, launch um, – that's what got me thinking because there was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. you. You had a lot of trouble staying connected in that. Yeah, field. there was that, glitches in that. That's what first that. got me yeah. thinking. Yeah. You know, thinking, oh man, uh, we gotta we gotta start muscling up on the technological side because it's you know it's 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 it right yeah, now. Yeah, but you know, it's the it, it does matter though what area somebody lives in. Sometimes their signal gets lost, even when you're like on you're watching CNN or one of the stations, you know, yeah. and they have all the interviews with people at home. You know, sometimes they just lose contact. It just happens, yeah. you know. And I think no matter how technical you are, if your area has trouble getting the signal, it's not the well, yeah, you you, you 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 know what's your broadband like? Yeah, you know. No, I mean, you're it's, right it's because like, I was interviewing somebody two weeks ago, and out of uh, no, we had a rainstorm and my internet went out. Yeah, yeah. and Dennis yeah. and I yeah. were talking. Uh, it's really interesting. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to cry, and yeah, I'm going to do the interview uh, over in January. The audio went out, and it's yeah. like, oh my uh, god, and uh, then the, then the internet went out, the lights went out, then I got, oh my god, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, but don't but, you remember when we did Black Talk years ago? I was, you know, and I still am like paranoid when I'm doing a show. I have my. I have my computer, then I have another computer, I have my phone, and I have my iPad just so it doesn't, you know, so I don't lose anything, no, you know, because years ago we used to. And still, even 12 years later, I'm still paranoid when I'm doing a show. And you, you remember what, when we did, what we went through when we did shows at the beginning with Black Talk, yeah. you know, you couldn't get on or something happened, you know. So I think people are, you know, getting much more technical now, and Black Talk is too, you know, and everybody is trying their best to make the shows good, you know. And a lot of people are doing a lot of podcasts. You know, the stars are doing podcasts, and uh, people are just closer now than they ever were. You know, you can reach people that are movie stars if someone wants to um if you want to send your book to them, you might be able to reach them now because they're all on Twitter, they're on Facebook, you know, they're on Instagram. So, you know, you have a closer connection than we ever did because people are all home now. Yeah. Nobody was ever home right. like this. Well, that, that that's you very know. true because it seems that Megan and Harry are going to have their own podcast too if you want to meet the royal family. <laughs> Not that I really care about meeting. But you know what I noticed, though? It's also affecting royalties. 
seriously. Um, you don't know how many books are sold. I mean, yeah. I sold, actually, I was in shock. My what if sold about 500 books, seriously, and I got $50. How? No, I'm seriously, how does it affect your world? How do you know how many books you sell, and how do you know even when you get a printout from the publisher that you're not getting stiffed? Well, you're that never going to know me. that. You're just going to have to tr- trust them, that's all. There's, there's no other way. I don't trust way. anybody yeah, lately. But, I don't even trust me. But I, but I don't know the pandemic would have any effect on that, Fran. I mean, I, I, no, I right. guess, I don't you know, know. I, yeah, I mean, you get numbers. I mean, you still get the same numbers. I get, yeah. I don't know, you know, like if you're self-published, I mean, I get numbers from publisher, and uh, these are the amount of books sold. Uh, and, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that the pandemic would have any effect on that. This wasn't, this wasn't, this is a regular publisher that published this. Seriously? Yeah, I know. And on the thing that well, says, you know, you um, can't look at it. But Amazon takes money. You know, Amazon takes money. I mean, everybody takes a little out. Everybody so, takes you know, money, I you mean, know. and if a book is three ninety nine or four ninety nine, you know, no, or 10. if a book is tw- how much? Ten. How much was your? Not how the much digital. The real. I, I I only plug my paperbacks. What can I say? Well, but they're probably selling digital. Uh, not that many. Most people bought the paperbacks. Because right. I convinced mm-hmm. them that was a better idea to have the book in front of you, in case I don't sell that many. I sell much. Uh, I sell more online. I don't sell that many papers. I don't really I care really as don't. long as somebody reads it. I don't care. But not, in other words, <laughs> I have my reasons for not wanting to do Zoom because I don't want anybody to see me. Then I have to wear hair and makeup and, and glasses and stuff. And then they'll look it. at me and they'll go, oh, my God, is that really what she looks like? Oh, you poor child, don't do that. that that's why I, I, I like your show, friend. That's, that's why I love that's your show. Belsky loves your show, friend, because he doesn't have to buy a hat. I know. I seriously, I I, w- I woke up this morning and I said, "Oh, I better clean up," you know, because I'm thinking I'm going to be on camera doing a zit. And I go, "Oh, no, it's just friend. I can be sitting here doing whatever I want," you know. Exactly. <laughs> and let me and let me just tell you, uh, you see uh, 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 Jim Nesbitt on Zoom. That's a uh, that's an adventure, you know. You you know. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, I I I want to be memorable. You know, and and, and I cultivate a slight air of. I want to cultivate a slight air of rural menace while I do that because I think it's appropriate <laughs> for my books. You know, well, well, this, Jim, this you're, is you're an, you know, I I have really never original. liked taking I never liked taking pictures, so I took my own because I have to because I, I can't stand pictures. I hate pictures. But anyway, so the uh, I've got involved. I'm doing you know this international magazine that we do and um, from Australia, and I did a story for them, and then I I hate. I really do hate pictures. Then all then they decided to put everybody's picture on the front cover internationally. So I was telling my husband, I said, "Oh my God, I don't let people even take pictures of me when you know I don't like Zoom. I don't like that either." And then I'm going like, "Oh my God, now it's all over the place everywhere," you know. And I'm thinking, you know, because I always had a thing when I was I started when I was young. I guess my father took too many pictures of me because I hate them. But now then I see it's all internet. She put it on the cover and it's all over the place. I'm thinking, "Oh my God, you can't." even hide from anything so people do want to know what people look like that's the thing no it's you know, if no you good. weren't in this business you know people aren't interested you know but because uh, that's what happens that's what the thing about zoom and you know like when my friends that we're talking people are watching the news they're going did you see his house look at the house and they're not even listening to yeah. the interview they're looking at how their books are what books they have what pictures there, so I mean, it's very different now. So you get to know some of these people. You think, oh, look what they have in their back. You know, and this one's got beautiful flowers. And <laughs> animal. What's What's really great is when like a cat or something makes an appearance, and you'll be like, <laughs> oh, look at that! You know, <laughs> walks on the back of the couch. <laughs> There's a yeah, dog my, on my, TV, my, and one of the people in uh, one of the news shows is such a cute little dog, a beagle, so cute. And when the dog's not there, we're going like, well, where is the dog today? You know, yeah, get the dog yeah, on my, every day. My, no, my I'm going to stick to virtual. incognito. But I do Zoom every month, though, with my my family. But then they're older than me, so I don't feel so bad. And then they tell me I look I look wonderful and younger, and I go. And and then they and then last last week they went to how old is everybody and what's the age range? I said, That's when I'm gonna shut you up. I don't wanna know. And then and then you know, you you tell the doctor the doctor's office your date of birth and I tell them, I have amnesia, I really don't know. I won't answer the question. 
I mean, I hear people on my show lately. They say how old they are. I go, that's not a. Re- I no, don't we don't have know. to say that. We don't have to say that on the show how old we are. That's right. So, how many people use LinkedIn and Reddit and Pocket and Dig <sighs> and Stumble Upon and all of them? Do you use any of those? Because I use Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And sometimes I'll stick it on stumble upon if I'm not too lazy. Do anybody use anything besides Facebook? Because Facebook's not the only way to go. I, I'm very popular on Twitter for some stupid reason. And LinkedIn Instagram. wants me to Instagram take Instagram is good. Instagram, Instagram is easy. Instagram. You just put Instagram a picture. Instagram is good, yeah. But I'm having trouble. Like, I post, want to post a picture on Instagram, and sometimes my icon goes away or something like that. So I, I want to post it from something. Does It doesn't always... In other words, I can go on my Instagram thing, and I know how to post it, but it doesn't always go there. Instagram is good, but I've been noticing that some of the, I don't know what you think about some of the posts on on Instagram, some of them look kind of inappropriate. I know, because my mm. niece posts is on, posts on them, and I tell her, Carly, that's inappropriate. Oh, I, I have seen some that are unbelievable. I'm thinking, yeah. what are they yeah, thinking? I mean, seriously, they, they have to be, I have no idea. And it's, re- it's really, yeah. it's not interesting at all. I mean, it's unbelievable. No. If you go to Goodreads, you can interact with readers there really well. You yeah. can do um, questions Goodreads, and answers. Yeah. You can rate other books so people can kind of find what style you like. Yeah, um, there are a yeah. lot of options opening I, up on Goodreads. I I, th- I think that the to me the the biggest thing too is where you can easily get the most followers because um, I use mm. like what what thank you guys have said I I use I've, I've been on Goodreads obviously Facebook I have an mm. author author as well as personal and Twitter and uh, and Instagram, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know like I find on Instagram I it's 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 harder to sort of gather followers, you know, than than the other places. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah. I found, you know, like I can I can get you know a couple thousand people on Twitter or on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. but on uh, on Instagram, the the amount of followers I have is 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 less. Uh, Goodreads is good too, in the sense that mm-hmm. I you're, you're you've got a dedicated audience. Uh, so I I yeah I I tend to fo- focus more on the ones where I know that when I send something out. I've got, you know, it's going out to a number of people who are following me. Otherwise, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of But just, you, they may be seeing it, though. The thing about Instagram is just because they're not doing anything or, right. you know, if they're not saying they like it or whatever, they're still looking, you know. Yeah. And so that's the thing. You don't. There could be maybe thousands looking at it but right. not yeah. giving right. you any uh, indication. But not following well, the, you. The, the, yeah. the other thing what with about Instagram that is, is, it's, is it's a that? picture. What's that? Did anybody use library thing? I was using it for a no. while, but no. I, I found no. it kind of, the people that were not very nice, I mean, they liked my reviews, oh. and then they said, well, you know, they could be, like, annoying. I get the early reviewers thing. By the time mm. I get it, there's 5,000 people that want the book, and I just delete the email. Right. Well, I want to work on Goodreads, but I actually hate Goodreads, so I, I go on there, and I, I really don't like the oh. place. <laughs> you know, but I, I really don't like it. It's so, it's too. You know, it's like people say they're going to read a book. They might get your book. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. you know. But I, I, I promise care. myself I'll go but in it's, and, it's, and well, put. Marcia, do you find that to be a clunky site? I mean, Goodreads to me, it ought to be really great because yeah, you it, know, it, be. it is a captive audience. But yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a clunky site. It's hard to use. I don't yeah, see yeah, much. Yeah. Response yeah. to it in, in it's terms of. too much of, to do. It's like goes. Oh no, I don't feel like doing this today. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, in, in terms of yeah. judging yeah. my pr- time priority, it's like, okay, I might do it every third or fourth uh, promo thing I do, um, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, it it's difficult and clunky to use. Yeah, I, I, I was I listening, but I, I did a KB. I was listening to a KB uh, KDB. Um, webinar and they were they were of course they were talking about it because right they're associated with it but they were saying it's a very important thing with your books because you know to be on goodreads mm-hmm. you know and it is but it's just i think jim is right it's too much it's like oh my god it's way yeah. over the top you know you just want to like that's why instagram is good you just put something out and that's it you don't have to think about it too much well yeah, I, 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 found that... a, I found a sad surprise on goodreads the other day i went through all my books just for fun and I found reviews I never knew were there. Some yeah, I, I, know, I, know. I keep yeah. saying I'm going on there and doing it, but I, I will. Yeah, but before I forget, um, Monday, this should be interesting. Okay, I have a special time only because Alan Jacobson lives in California. Alan Jacobson, John Lesquois, Heather Graham, and Jeffrey Diva. Yes, take the spotlight mm-hmm. on 
Nothing Good Ever Happens After Midnight. you got to read it. And on the 23rd, in memory of Clive Gussler, who died February 24, 2020, oh, Boyd Morrison, oh. Marauder. This girl's getting popular. On the 28th, Matt Coyle, Blind yeah. Vigil. And on the 30th, um, I'll explain this, but not really. Uh, I got a text message on December 2nd about somebody, and I got blindsided. I'm doing the review, the thing over with Sage Webb, because what came out of my mouth when I heard my hairdresser <laughs> had COVID, I can't repeat. <laughs> yep, it did. I go, oh, my God, you got to be kidding, blah, blah, blah. I got to get, I got to whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I promised I would do it over. And, of course, um, Dick Belsky and Charles Salzburg and Vincent Sandry and John Land are going to start off um, January 5th with, I'm not telling you, you're going to have to listen what what we're going to talk about. So I, I'm excited and I'm honored that Wow, that is, Monday, that's a star-studded wow. panel, i got to tell you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not only that, but I got an email from um, Iris Johansson's doing an hour with me in February because she says <gasps> I know what wow. not to ask. And Link Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child too. I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I'm, on, I'm totally honored because it's just me. What can I say? Yeah. So That's awesome. we have it. We have time. I'm looking at this. Okay. Have you changed anything about the time? How often you write, or the type of characters, or anything, uh, according to the, as a result of this garbage that we're going through? That's going to go away. Because my, my wish for New York for 2021 is for the virus to die and not take any more lives, just die by itself and disappear. Yeah. Um, right. So have you changed anything about your main characters or your times related to writing, or do you find yourself sitting at the computer more? Oh, I can answer that quickly, you know, because for me it's the location of the writing. Uh, I'm one of those people, and yeah. I don't know why, that I do all my writing generally out, I, outside. I, I don't sit in my house or my apartment and yeah. write. I don't sit at my computer. I've always loved writing. Uh, I write in coffee shops. I write in, you know, at the writer's yeah. room here in New York. Oh, I, nice. I, I like being around people when I write, and that's how I find whatever inspiration and creativity yeah. And I yeah. and I can't do that now, obviously. Uh, so uh, so that that has been the biggest thing for me, which is just, I mean, I don't I don't think my writing per se, I don't think the characters or anything change, but my entire writing routine uh, yeah. that 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 I have written all oh, my books wow. on, I can't I can't do it anymore, and that that's that's been very uh, that's been very tough. So I try a little bit. I'll go to some place if it's an outdoor thing and I can sit outdoors. Mm-hmm. But obviously obviously we're now at time of year, you know. Uh, where that's not that uh, feasible, so that that that's one of the things I look forward to, among many many other things I look forward to. When this is over, is being able to go out and sit somewhere in a coffee shop with people yeah. around me and write. I just talked about that yeah. yesterday. Yeah, a lot of writers do. You know, I, I sometimes write longhand if I go even. I, I, I always like long. do. I always do, Marshall. Do always. you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've had the same thing too. I mean, yeah. I with with two with eight and ten year old girls, of course. You know, I've been home with them. I mean, I'm the primary parent there, so I've lost a lot of writing time this year. Which, of course, yeah. you know, in the grand scope of things and everything that people are dealing with, there's nothing to yeah. complain about. Um, and it's been good time home with them. But but now that they're back in school, yeah, I have the same issue where I like to go to coffee shops and libraries. Uh, and now I've, I'll go down to the river. I'll go down park by the river. We've been joking, my wife and I, that I'm like Chris Farley in the van down by the river writing, you know, with my laptop. But that's a great <laughs> so, reference, yeah. Yeah, but, it, but it's the same thing where it's getting to be the season where even with the stocking cap and the coat, you know, yeah. you, you just can't swing it anymore. So, yeah, that, that's one thing I'll certainly look forward to coming back, yeah. We don't have. Well, I'm, I'm not. Like I'm that. not like a routine person, and I find I'm in a routine we now, know. which is drives me crazy because I really like to do a lot of things at one time and do a, you know, uh-huh. and it's hard. I find that hard. You know, my husband's very. He does his work and he does everything on the time thing, and I'm thinking like this is so not me. I can't do everything at a time. You know, I just there's no. You know, it seems like we have to. You know, if we're in the house more, I'm never out. You know, unless I go to my office a little, and you know, that's it. But go to grocery stores, you know, and it's right. I, I miss going out to places. But then yeah. every time I feel like I'm spoiled by saying that, then I think about all the people, seriously, that have no food, they can't eat, and they, they mm-hmm. can't, and their children, they're having such a hard time, you know, paying rent. So then I go, oh, just forget it, that I so I'm in a routine, you know, because I do feel bad for everybody out there. It's just that mentally, for me, I, I was 
you know, I've written children's books, and I was started. I was going to write a children's book that had to do with this with masks, and I went. I just, I didn't. I think it was too depressing. I just didn't feel like doing it because I didn't want to look at the kids with masks. I thought to me, I just, I, you know, like not. I want this to be over for people because it's so hard for so many people. You know, and so you know, I'm hoping it'll get better, and I think it will eventually. But we're gonna—it's a, it's a while now. It's gonna be time because till they get everybody shots, you know, it's. I worked in a pediatric office, and you know, with kids, they don't even know what to do with them yet. They don't have—they're not testing them. So there's a lot of different no. things that are gonna be not back to normal for a long time. I, actually, I, I was my on nephew a, got tested. Uh, actually, my nephew got tested because his teacher had it. Then the whole class had to get tested, uh, yeah. and then my nieces had to get tested, and then they called me, did you get tested? I go, but I haven't seen you in a year and a half. Why would I care? No, I got tested six, I got tested six times. Let me tell you something. I don't know if anybody oh there got gosh. tested. Yeah, because I went to get glasses in September, and the doctor's wife, I didn't. She, I knew she was sick, but I didn't know what was that. I was with her for an hour and a half, you know, chewing the breeze and stuff because we were friends. The week after they said somebody had COVID, when I went to call for my glasses, it was her. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. So when did I you say you, did you say she was sick when friend. you yeah. was she sick when you were in the oh, in the office? Yeah. I thought she so, was sick. Yeah. I thought she was sick. She said she had a virus that she was okay. The next day I texted her and I go, "How do you feel?" And she said, "I'm better." The next day she called me and she said, "I'm better." And the next thing, like the end of the week, they said oh, someone had terrible. COVID. One of the girls. And at that point, I called the urgent care, and I go, I need to get tested, like, right away. And they gave me the five, it took eight days to know I was negative. And then they said, you have to get tested one more time. So when, I, when they said my glasses were ready, which is what I did yesterday for another pair, because I get bored and I need a new pair of glasses so that everybody could see how adorable I look. So seriously, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't go in there. They have to mail them. I mail the yeah. check, yeah. And, they have, uh, and they actually have to text me or email me the frames. And I have three pairs of glossy, and they're sending me a fourth for something else, but I won't go in there because the doctor himself never got it. Really? Yeah, the doctor never got it at all. And then, and then, like I said, two weeks ago, I was on my show, and my hairdresser pumped, you know, texted me, guess what I got? I go, there's no hope in the world. So I did get tested that day, and then I got tested again on Friday. And it's not that easy to get off- tested. It's not that easy to get tested, friends. I mean, you have friends because well, you, you go see, to the, it's, you know, you know like these this. people, but you can't get tested all the time. But it's like I know it's like this. I call my friends that I should really thank them. City MD and Yonkers, and I go, "Hi, Matt," and he says, "Just get here. We love you." Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's I, not I was easy lucky. To get I was lucky that day because I called one of the urgent cares. They actually entered the phone, and I said, "This is friend. I'm just coming in my car. You better just take me." And they did. When I told them the part, you, know, oh, you really wow. can't get tested. You can't even get medical care up here. You can't even get a doctor to call you back if you're lucky. So we have about uh. 12 more minutes. And um, have anybody create before I forget, does anybody have anything new coming out that I don't know about that's not on my schedule? Because uh, my January and February are gone. March is getting filled, and April I just filled a couple with some people from foreign countries. So I'm really excited. So does anybody have oh, anything cool. new coming out that, that I don't know about? Well, the, the I have Francis I have is, my romance coming out, coming and probably oh, well, in you gotta the tell February, me when. January. Another okay, contemporary you gotta send it romance. To me. It's all about love. She knows yeah. I'm going to yeah, want it in print. I know, I know, uh-huh. I know. <laughs> and Dick, are you it coming out with the second one for Dana Perry? Uh, a third. A it would be a thir- this will be a third actually. Yeah, because there's been two Dana Perrys, and uh, you obviously you know about my next uh, Claire Carlson in May because we're we're going to be doing that. But and you have it in fact, you've read it. But uh, I read there it will already. Be, right, and there will be a there's a there's a third Dana Perry book, which is a, a name I write under for Bookature, which is a big British publisher, distributes all here in the states, and uh, that I think I'm finishing up the edits on that now. It looks like it'll be out probably in June or July. Oh, there's hope for me yet. I only I don't okay. do July really, but I do I do August and June. Jeff, are right. you coming out with anything? I just want to make sure before we finish, because we have a couple more questions on my list of millions of questions here. Are you coming out with that? Well, as you said next year, Jim. Are you coming out with anything soon? So I just put you in yeah, my schedule. Yeah, I'm grinding. Uh, no, don't put me in the schedule yet. I'm grinding through book four and slow going. I hope to have it out early next year, and which which of course probably means 
mean spring or summer, but uh, um, you know, I, I'll keep you. I'll keep you posted, Fran. So that's good. And Danny, are you coming out with another one with the same characters? Um, I yeah, I will be coming up with a good third one in the series that you're reading. Absolutely, yep, in July, I believe. I'm waiting for my release date from my publisher. That that is this is good because I'm supposed to do an interview with somebody on January 21st, but he said the book wasn't coming out to January 5th. Not going to happen because by the time I get it. It'll be after the interview. Oh, well, what can you do? Right. So I just hope everybody understands that when I tell you to print out the book, that's what I have to do. Can I tell you? There you <laughs> Is anybody coming up with a new plot line that deals with anything special? I mean, like, for example, Dick, how do you know the next time where you're going to put Claire? She's so evil. I love her. She's so like me. Uh, well, I, I put her in the same place, which is a TV newsroom in New York. And yeah, I, I know. Just, you know, having worked in newsrooms, I just figured there's enough uh, interesting stories going on in New yeah. York. So I, I read, yeah. I'm a real, you know, rip from the headlines. I, I read stories and, and follow the news, and then I when I hear something that I think might be interesting, I kind of then try and turn that into fiction. I mean, obviously you're not going to write that story, but you sort of take an idea and you think, you know, what, right. what, if, what if this happened or what if this happened? And pretty much, pretty much all my books, uh, you know, have, uh, have, have followed that line. They're kind of like, you know, off, off the news. And so it kind of makes sense for Claire to, to, uh, to, uh, to chase it, to chase a story like that. Well, I used your article, by the way, thank you so much from the thriller magazine, the big thrill. Um, when Matt I interviewed Coyle. Matt in two weeks, yeah, I found the article. And I have yeah. some talking points that I took because I didn't That's realize intriguing. That, he, intriguing that he interviewed book. some, yeah, that he interviewed some blind people. That's, that's yeah, the whole. Yeah. Oh my God, Rick Cahill is fantastic. If you didn't read Blind Vigil, you're blind. Seriously. Well, you, you he writes the it. entire <laughs> book. He inter- writes the entire book, or almost the entire book, as a blind person, a blind detective. And I, yeah. and I asked him. I said, when you started doing this, like as an author, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, like like guys like Jim and I, I could just see, like, you know, you're like, oh my God, what a stupid idea this was. Because like once you start doing it, like, oh, I can't do this. And I said, did that ever happen? And he said, oh, like, you know, a hundred times while he was writing. It. He was kicking himself, but see, he set it up. He set it up in the previous book, so he was sort of yeah. committed to doing it. But he really pulls it off. It's 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 really an amazing he job. He, he did pull it off. I mean, I just finished, um, which really was upsetting. Uh, James Rapando's new book is called Twenty. It's about a terrorist attack, and a Muslim young man that claims that he did it. That's all I'm going to say about it. And it's very scary, and it's very bone chilling. And I'm surprised that he picked something like that. To write about, but I couldn't put it down. I read it in yep. two hours, like I normally do. That's great. So <laughs> there you go. No, much, as I like, much as I dislike uh, uh, crediting Belsky yep. for anything smart, he actually, uh, uh, his interview with uh, Michael Conley about how you handle oh, nice. uh, you know, an aging character yeah. uh sparked uh, my interest in putting uh, uh making Ed Earl a, a little older a little slower and uh, but without making him a uh, poster child for Jeritol so and to to kind of soothe my fans who like him just as he is he's just as mean and ordinary you're not going to get a kinder gentler um, Ed Earl, you're going to wind up getting one who's a little more cantankerous because he's old. Well, he I don't get his books, and I don't think that's very nice. I don't get him. I don't get Lee Child. They don't love me. What can I do? I mean, I don't even know what to ask. I wanted to get Lee Goldberg's new book, but the, the publishing company that did, it, did the other one is not doing it anymore. So that's kind of hard. So if anybody has anything or knows anybody that wants me to read something, I, like I said, I actually finished everything. I have one James Patterson that I put aside, and I'm reading uh, Daniel Palmer's book, seriously. Mm-hmm. But I hope to God in 2021 that things get better. And it's hard, you know, with these award things and stuff. Jim, you've been getting a lot of awards. I know that. And Dick also and everybody else. It's so fantastic. But and your post, how do you come up with those posts on Facebook? I crack up laughing at the time. Seriously, uh, I'm just a I'm just a terminal wise ass. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll that's just, me too. <laughs> uh, and, and and the uh, you know I, I mean I I, I kind of play off of the 
honest Jim persona and just, you know, just make a joke out of that. And uh, hopefully most people get it. I got it. I get it. So before we end, everybody, tell me where we could find out more about you, your work, and um, don't forget to include me in sending a print copy. Sorry. So, Danny, where can we find out about you? When's your next one? (laughs) Don't forget. (laughs) I'm not a digital person. Sorry. Not going to change. You guys, my next book, it should be out, um, I believe, in the summer. I'm finishing it up now, and I've had some help issues. So my publisher has been fabulous and is working with me on the exact date that um, the Deathly Shallows will come out. So Deadly Shallows. I hope so. I always mess that up. Deadly Shallows will come out, which will be the third in the book that you've read the series. And I just signed a new four-book contract for a new series that will start the following year. Well, that is called nice. Jeopardy and, Falls. And where, yeah. where can we find out about you and Dick and Jeff and Marsha, whoever first? I don't uh, know. You can find me on my website, dannypetry.com, and pretty much all over social media. We know. MarshaCasperCook.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You can find me. We find you all and you very can, popular. And you can you can find me at uh, at uh, um, jimnesbitbooks.com. Pretty simple. Uh, and read the website and buy a book or two. Yeah, I've got a pretty similar URL structure. This is Jeff. I've got jeffbondbooks.com. And uh, I've got uh, my third book in the Third Chance Enterprise series uh, called, the Begonia, called The Begonia Code. That will come out in the summer. Um, and the first two, Anarchy of the Mice and Dear Derwood, I just got good news yesterday that they both made Kirkus's, uh Top 100 Indie Books oh, great. 2020. Uh, oh, that book is so, so good, great. Anarchy of Mice. Really good. So, yeah. His book is so fantastic, and Anarchy of Mice is really good. Scary, but very good. I'm at again www.rgbelsky.com. I've been on uh, on uh, you know, and I'm all over Facebook and everything. Uh, I actually just found out yesterday too that the last scoop uh, made uh, Book Trips uh, top twenty uh, uh, indie nice. indie uh, list for for the year. Uh, and uh, I, I will, of course, be here numerous times, Fran. I'll be here again in January, as you pointed I'm, out. And, I'm I'm glad. and I, will also be on, I will also be on Marsh's show. Um, yes, they'll oh, be. Nice. Yes, right. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim will be on. Right. See, look how good you are. You're much better than me. Right. Saying, <laughs> right. January, January 19th. There you go. <laughs> they'll both be there. continuing <laughs> our comedy act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know what? I just, you know what? I, I got I Before we go, I got to add one thing. You know what I was saying about shows? Okay, I just got this is the first met. I just this came on my screen in front of me. I don't know why. That I had a guest on, and she just she hated me. I've never had that before. She hated. She she's on twice. Oh, she Martha. said I How I read, She said you? I never gave anybody a chance. I talked about myself all the time. She oh, said, geez. and it was yes, and that yeah, and she doesn't ever want to be on my. Yeah. Wow. And it was funny because I told my husband something yesterday. I go, you know, I asked her a question. I said, where do you get your photos? And I said, can you just email me where you get your photos? She goes, no. And I said to my husband, huh? what? I've never met a writer that wouldn't help another writer. So, yeah. And then now I just got this whole, like, three paragraphs or something. I didn't oh read it all, but I'm going like, oh, my God, I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> she said, I don't. Oh, wow. And then now when you said that... <laughs> That's not going to stop you. Telling about the show, I'm thinking, what is wrong with people? I'm thinking, oh my god, you know, because my show is a discussion. It's it's not like your show that you just don't always talk about, you know, their books. Like Mm. we have a show like today. It's like people just chit chat. That's that's how it is. You know, it's a chit chat show. You can find me anywhere that you want to find me. You know, can find me. Just Google me. And my new book, What If? What if you lived in my world? Would you want to be a lot happier in the one you're in? It's six <laughs> short stories, and they're Twilight Zone, and they're quite scary, so I told. And I am writing another one. I did start it seven times. I wrote 5,000 words and deleted them because I don't like what I wrote. And I think I finally figured out a way to write it from the point of view of the dead person behind the stone that's afflicted with some kind of a phobia that they're dealing with uh-huh. as a result of life. 
Yeah, it should be interesting. What can I say? And Dennis Palumbo will be back again since the Internet went out. On January 14th, we're going to talk about fear, anxiety, and depression, and isolation, and whatever comes. So I want to thank everybody before it snows. Dick, are you ready for the snow? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm holed up in my Manhattan apartment, so, uh, you know, I think I'll be okay. Uh, No, I've got to go out and get some food. But everybody... Thank you so much. Thank and you so what much. What I say at the end of everybody, at the end of everybody's me. show, is thank you, when you all ask, when you come out, please wear a mask. It, it'll save <laughs> exactly. your life and yes. save mine. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> everybody have a great day. And bye. Uh, you too. Thanks, Leslie. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, friend. Bye. Bye. bye.